0: I had an experience this week, and I couldn't shake it until I spoke with my leaders yesterday. I was talking to a friend in Nigeria, and he said something to me that just gutted me. It just, it wounded me so deeply. He said, you know, Peter should have started his election campaign sooner. And that now he's, he will find a way to encourage him so that he will continue to work. He should not give up. So that by the time this hoodlum on the one election, finishes his four years, then he can take over. (coughs) He made me sick to my stomach. I said, you mean we took a stance of faith and you couldn't hold conviction for seven days? I said, what kind of generation do we have? We are carrying a Bible loaded with power, with miracles. And yet our faith is so flimsy and weak and wavering. Jesus said to the people, what did you go out to see? Talking about John the Baptist. A reed. Shaken by the wind. What do you mean? We made a decree that this hoodlum will not sit on the throne. And all of a sudden, you want to carry on a conversation. Seven days later, talking about him ruling for four years before the man God has chosen. Hey, I was sick. I couldn't shake this thing. And then when I saw the music that the Muslims put out, I said, you see there? They're already moving on to plan. Hmm? Sure, right. And then somebody sent me this flyer, they put the Nigerian map on it, and they wrote on it, the Islamic, uh, uh? Islamic something of Nigeria, I don't know, Federation or something, Islamic Federation of Nigeria, something like that. They're already making pronouncements trying to change the name of the country. And I was sick. If spiritual leaders cannot hold conviction, then what about the people? Amen. Amen. Only seven days. I kept agonizing over this thing. I couldn't shake it. I, I didn't know what to do. So I dragged myself to the leadership meeting yesterday in the morning and I told them what sickness I was carrying. I told them I really didn't have a message for them. And God ended up shaking this altar. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lord. Watch. As I told them I didn't have a message for them, the Holy Spirit said to me, hope deferred. Makes the heart sick. That's all he said. He didn't finish it. And I started talking about it, <laughs> hallelujah. I'm hoping that it's just one or two of you, but if there are more sick people like I was, then get ready, Amen. because the crippling you will walk. Amen. As I walked yesterday, hallelujah. Amen. So there is a sickness that sets in when you haven't perfected your craft in faith. Amen. You have an expectation that God will meet you. But he's not moving fast enough. or strange things are happening to suggest Come on now. that he is not coming. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> and while I was sharing this The Holy Spirit completed the text He said, but when did desire come? Hey. Hey. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> so said, when did desire come? It? He said, it's a tree of life Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I said to my leaders You know in a covenant It's a when it's not an if. Amen. Oh, you didn't get it. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, look, look, look. Do you see anything coming? Do you see your desire coming? Do you see your miracle coming?" Come on, come on, come on. And Elder Thomas, while well, I was describing this. He got so excited and he cited Psalm 27. Amen. When David said, When my enemies yeah. and my foes yeah. came upon me yeah. to eat up my flesh, he said, They stumbled. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. And while I was meditating on it this morning, the Holy Ghost said to me, my breakthrough, my miracle shall not stumble. (laughs) Hallelujah. I don't care what you call it. My blessing, my breakthrough, my miracle, this stumbling belongs to the enemy. I don't care what devils, how many they are, coming against me. Hallelujah. That's a Holy Ghost tackle. Watch out now, they're about to fall. They're about to collapse. told you in this house that faith for me is not a scripture but it's a covenant relationship with God I expect God to be faithful Amen. I don't have a doubt about it I don't question and I fully expect my miracles to break I fully expect the enemy to surrender under the fire of the Holy Ghost FULLY aspect. Yes. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He said so when the desire cometh, that that means it's on its way now. Coming. Amen. Do you see it coming? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. You need faith to see it coming. Yeah. Otherwise, the enemy will be lying to you and showing you a false picture. He said, that's a desire coming. That that thing you believe God for, it's on his way, it's coming. But it's coming loaded. (laughs) (laughs) You know, many times, you are experiencing things, but you don't have enough word in you to diagnose what you're Many enemies have already stumbled. Said so They stumbled and fell. Why did they get back up? You didn't finish the job. God said to Israel, I'm going to deliver these nation, seven of them, greater and mightier than you, and when I deliver them to you, don't you spare them. Now the many enemies have stumbled and fallen. But you didn't finish the job. You started making noise. And they got a chance to get, get back up. But thank God they're about to fall again. Hallelujah. Because I have a word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank Lord. This thing is amazing. And the more we understand it, the more we are being prepared for any time global harvest. Because the glory. God said that this time, the revival. Of these last days will not be preaching it will be like the early days of the church it will be glory demonstrations of power to overcome hallelujah you put them in jail God will send an angel to open the door hallelujah you are preparing to cut their neck off on Monday and on Sunday they're preaching in church And you go to the jailhouse, they're not there. And you hear that apostle is back preaching. Yeah. <laughs> glory. glory. Huh? Leaders will get up and start making noise. And try to say something against Jesus. And the angel of the Lord will slap them. And they will turn to maggots. Yeah. That's the glory that's coming. glory that's coming amen and the more you learn resurrection the covenants that god has given to me the more you will find the portals of understanding glory he said that when the desire comes he says a tree of life it's a tree of life every breakthrough that god gives you is designed to feed you For the rest of your life. But Satan. The enemy. Tries to trivialize your breakthrough. As soon as you get one. You haven't even learned the lessons of the one you got. You start chasing another. Because you are covered in one thing. After another. You don't know that when God gives you a breakthrough. You camp out there. You study it. You bless him for it. You worship him. Until what he did. Changes your life. And people don't know how they reveal themselves. And just because I don't respond doesn't mean that I didn't read you. So when somebody a while ago said to me, why do you keep telling the same stories over and over again? They immediately told me who they were. Because had the testimony of the Lord in me changed them, they would be glad to hear it. I say you're a stranger to me. You have a foreign spirit. You are not a resurrection agent. Amen. David said, my soul shall make a boast in the Lord. He said, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord. Hey, hallelujah. Come on, do I have enough people in here? Let us exalt his name. You get it? Hey. Hey. Have a seat. Glory. Right. Listen, our faith is not is not an easy journey. But loving God. That's the main part. I can't call it easy, but that's the main part. When you love God, there's nothing he won't give you. There's nothing he won't do for you. He will never allow the enemy to triumph over you. Mistakes and all, God will stand for you. So when God gives you a breakthrough, that breakthrough is coming loaded with life. I showed you in Bible study, everything God does is a garden planted. The garden of Eden. Jesus tempted in the garden. Jesus, you know, crucified in the garden. Jesus won the fight in the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus was buried in a garden. He resurrected. That tomb was not a garden. Everything is a garden planted. And in every garden. God plants. There are two trees. The tree of life. And the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And most of us have ate. And continue to eat. From the tree. Of knowledge of good and evil. Where you determine. What is right. And what is wrong. Where you make your own decisions where you submit to nothing where you always have an opinion where you always have something to say oh, no matter what is preached you got your own mind that's the tree you're eating from that's why satan can step in the garden and question god's integrity and eve bought into it and adam sheepishly followed her and people are preaching in america the men that should, should follow God and serve God. And the priests of God should follow their wives. Because mama is not happy. Nobody's happy. The mama is the devil. Amen. And should be delivered of devils. Amen. God didn't call you to tear up the house. God called you to build a house. Well, I'll leave the tree of knowledge of good and evil for another message. I'm interested in the tree of life. <laughs> Genesis 2.9 And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the God, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. <clears throat> and as soon as they ate from that wrong tree and the fruit of it, Bible said they were naked. They knew they were naked. The glory lifted from them. Amen. Okay, now watch. Genesis 3.22, And the Lord God said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil, and now lest he put forth his hand, pay attention, and take also of the tree of life, life, and eat, and do what? In other words, the tree of life is supposed to produce eternal life. Amen. Amen. That's why, if I don't finish this message today, Then next Sunday I'll show you that once you arrive, if you overcome, as Jesus said, when you arrive in heaven, they will take the tree, fruit from it, and give to you. As soon as you eat it, you become eternal. You no longer age. You no longer die. You live forever and ever. He says. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned everywhere to keep the way of the tree of life. In other words, God wasn't going to take any chances because as soon as the man, if the man eats or had eaten of that fruit, then man would have been irredeemable. So God put cherubims with flaming swords, turning every direction. So if Adam and Eve got close, their head would be on the ground. And these angels have programmed to do whatever they are supposed to do. They don't ask questions. Oh, this one? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep going. <laughs> Isn't that what God told the nation of Israel? Say, I'm sending an angel to lead you into your promise because you are stiff-necked. If I come among you, I'm going to kill all of you. So let me hand you over to an angel. But be careful. Because my name is in him, he will not pardon your iniquities like me. He's programmed that if you do this, your head on the ground. When God plants a garden, this church is a garden. Your family is a garden. He plants two trees. In every god, he allows a snake to come in that god, and the job of the snake is to determine whether you will obey what he said, or you're going to make your own decisions. And when you come to it, all the problems we all have come from us eating from that other tree, where we know what he said and we do something, do something else. That's why. Problems from iniquity are not easily resolved. If it's a mistake, God answers a lot quicker. Amen. But if it's iniquity, Amen. he allows it to try you. You'll be praying, he says, I hear you. Be patient. Amen. Trust me. Okay. Amen. He's waiting on you to learn not to transgress. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. You have to learn these things before I resume. Now watch. The reason the tree of life was planted at the core of the God. He said that's the center of it. That's the core. That's what I'm, I've been trying to explain to you guys. Emotions don't matter. What matters is that we hold on to what he said. Amen. We practice what he said. That's our core. Amen. That makes us unshakable. That puts us where Satan can never win over us. Because he's trying to win every day. But God will not let him. Hallelujah. I can take a praise break right here. And all of us will join in. Because you and I know, every one of us in this room know, that you have done enough for Satan to win. But God won't let him. Beloved, do you know that God has returned the tree of life to the earth? That tree that was in the Garden of Eden, that physically has been taken to heaven, to the paradise of God, that He brought back the tree of life to the earth. <clears throat> and the Bible said that when did desire come, it is a tree of life. That there are four cardinal ways that the tree of life has been brought back. And this is the one area where every breakthrough you have received in the past, every miracle that God has ever worked, every prayer that has been answered should be a tree of life to you. They should feed you. They should encourage you. They should give you the boldness that David had when he said that the God that delivered me from the lion and the bear, he would take down Goliath. Hallelujah. You allow the miracles of God to strengthen you, to to counsel you, to educate you, to to, to bless you, to father you into greater breakthrough. Deliverance and miracles. You let him do it. Amen and amen. No more depression. No more sadness. No more discouragement. No more going back. The tree of life is here. You will live eternally with Jesus forever. Amen and amen. That's what I've been testifying. The miracle of resurrection begins within and manifests on all these tremendous breakthroughs that the Father does in our lives. Isn't he an incredible God? Seven, eight billion people. He knows each of us by name and can deal with us personally one-on-one. Hey, well, when you see what he created, you know that that's nothing to him. We don't understand God. <laughs> so that's because you got all these idols running around claiming to be God. Huh? And the most sinister is Islam because he's not pointing you to another God. He's pointing you to the true God, but renamed him and then gives you, a prophet as an avenue to him. It's, it's Satan's perfect antithesis to Jesus. And they convinced Muslims that there is no need for a savior, there's no need for someone to die for you. You can go directly to God. I said, which God? The only one and only true God. Even the demo, in the demonic world, their worship is never without blood. You cannot worship without blood. No matter what, any bloodless religion is a road to nowhere. It's a ditch. <laughs> I'm so sorry for all the young men that have thrown away their lives in suicide bombing, believing that they will get seven virgins in paradise, <laughs> only to find themselves in hell. Oh, the saddest commentary. But the tree of life is here, and you can grow and live and increase in that grace, in Jesus' name. Ooh, write to us today, P.O. Box 251, Union City, Georgia 30291. You've got to have a testimony. You must have experienced deliverance in your home. You've danced and the glory broke some things. Come on, write us. Let us know. That's why we're here. Tell somebody about the voice of resurrection. Every day from Monday through Friday, every week that is, to 9 a.m., record it, play it back later. The podcasts, I think we've gone to video now. You can even see me in the podcast, not just audio. We are making it available to you on all the platforms. You can receive the voice of resurrection. It's God that named it. It's God that sent it, and it's him helping us do it. And one day, he said, we'll have so much money to do Everything we need to do, we'll be changing out our studio, doing all kinds of snazzy things, but with the glory present. Amen and amen. I give God praise for it because I know it shall be. Then I'm making money jokes, but then it wouldn't be a joke. It would be for real. All bills paid, all networks paid, everything taken care of. All around the world, giving life to the hungry in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. We have one more day to finish this week of blasting the glory. Amen. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.